It's so interesting to me that the decisions we make a lot of the times are not based off of research and hard facts that we've done or things that we found out on our own doing hard research, but rather it's based off of anecdotes that we've heard and it's based off of random sayings that we've heard other people tell us over the years and we just kind of add that into our repertoire and say, you know, it might be true. Uh, the thing that really set this off in my mind was I was at the gym earlier today and I was doing some workouts. I was doing arms. Today's was arm and I was doing some lion arm curls. I was doing some lion cable curls and a dude in the gym saw me doing them and he came up to me and he was like, yo, those look really cool. Like, does that really good for your arms? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. I was out of breath and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. And he was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to be doing it too. And I was like, oh, yeah, it can be good for you. And and then he walked away. And then I was I kept doing my workouts. But then later on, something just triggered in my mind. And I was like, wait a minute. He didn't ask me reps. He didn't ask me set numbers. He didn't ask me what else I'm doing in that workout. He didn't ask me any other details as far as how does that fit into my entire regimen for working out my arms. He just saw the exercise, thought it was cool. And he was like, I'm going to start doing it. And the thing is, that's not a bad idea in and of itself. It's a good thing. Like he's going to work out his arms. It's a good, decent workout, but he doesn't get the full picture of how that fits into my entire arm workout. He doesn't get how later on next week, it's not necessarily going to be the same workout that I'm doing for my arm anymore. He doesn't get that before I even did that exercise. I had done another type of arm exercise. He doesn't know that he, because all he saw was, oh, his arms look pretty big. Or, I mean, to him, my arms look pretty big. And he was like, and he's doing those exercises. It must be pretty good for his arms. But he didn't take the whole picture into account. He didn't look at the whole details of everything else that I'm doing to make sure that I'm focusing on my arms and doing all the things to make my arms look the way that I want it to look. But that's exactly the same way that we make a lot of decisions is we see somebody doing something and we're like, they achieve something and so I'm going to copy that thing. Especially when it comes to finances and when it comes to money. We do this so much. We do this so much because money can be a very complicated thing. And so to us, the best way that we can move forward is I see somebody doing something. They seem to be successful at what it is that they're doing. So I got to do the same thing that they're doing because if it's working for them, it's got to work for me as well. We never think about how does this fit into my goals? How does this fit into the accomplishments that I want to reach? How does this fit into stuff for me? So I have a saying, it is not all good advice is good for me. It's one of my money rules. It's basically not all good advice is good for me. In other words, somebody can give me a generally good advice. It can be anything. You can give me generally good advice, but it doesn't mean that that advice is good for me. For example, I started off listening to Dave Ramsey. He literally laid the foundation of everything that helped me with my finances. Is why I love to talk about finances now. Is why I'm so deep into it. He helped me get that foundation stable. However, I don't agree with everything Dave Ramsey says. But when I first started, I literally, Dave Ramsey says it, it is gospel. Like he used to, he always, you, everybody at this point knows Dave Ramsey's anti-credit card, he's anti-debt. And for the longest time, I was the exact same way. I was anti-credit card and I was anti-debt. I was like, nope, don't want any debt. Don't need debt. Debt is useless. What you going to do with debt? Debt is just terrible. 
But as I've grown and I've learned more and actually done research to find better ways that I can actually use credit cards to my advantage, found better ways to use debt to my advantage, I'm like, you know what? That is not such a bad thing. That is not such a bad thing. The other thing that Dave Ramsey is big on is you have to put 20% down for your house. It doesn't matter if it's your first house, your second, you have to put 20% down. And it's like, eh, no, I would not advise anybody who's buying their first house to put down 20%. Because I now understand the cost to, to risk benefits. I understand the, the opportunity costs that go into it. But for the longest time, I, I was like, I'm not buying a house until I have 20% to put down on the house. And you know, the housing market has been crazy. And so the market ran away from me and I was like, 20%, 20%. And that 20% kept on going up and up and up and up. Now, the key thing that I'm saying is not that you don't take any pieces of this advice. It's not that you don't listen to this advice. However, it should not be your end all be all. It should not be, well, he said, uh, I saw Warren Buffett talking about index funds and how index funds is the only way to go. So I'm only going to buy index funds. And Warren Buffett is a big fan of the S&P 500. So therefore, I'm only investing in the S&P 500. That's not a bad move per se, but you have to think about how does that fit into your own portfolio? How does that fit into your own investing? Or we look at Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time. We say, oh, he bought Bank of America. I might as well buy Bank of America too. We never look into the details of how he was able to acquire Bank of America. Or maybe your parents growing up always used to tell you, Make sure you save money. Make sure you save money. And for the most part, all you've done is just save money in a bank account. Not even like a high yield savings bank account. Just in like Wells Fargo or Bank of America or any of these trash banks that I really hate. And you just put money away because that was the way you were taught. But that doesn't mean that's the best thing for you because there is something called inflation. And if you're not investing that money, inflation is just eating away at it. And so the main idea I want to share with everybody is. All, not all good advice is good for you. You have to take that thing and put it into your own perspective. One, There's a Bible verse that the fact that you can't live on milk all your life. At some point, you have to eat meat. You have to start chewing on something a little bit dense. In other words, you have to take those little pieces of advice that people always give out and make it your own. You have to take those things and make it your own. Again, I'll go back to this. Advice can be great starting points. And as a matter of fact, it's a great starting point to help you get going because we don't know where to start. And so listening to somebody who can, who you trust can give you a little bit of an inkling, like hearing somebody say invest in index funds, is for you to take that and say, how does that fit into my portfolio? What are some of the things that I should be watching out for when I invest in an index fund? What, what, should, how, how, what does that mean? It's for you to take that and then do research, not just take it and be like, yep, let's throw that in there. We have to be very mindful of not just taking advices and just using it as a gospel for ourselves, but actually making it fit our lives, our stories, and fit into the goals that we have for ourselves. Make the money moves that work for you, not the moves that work for somebody else. Do things that are in your best interest, not just because you heard it somewhere, but that actually works for you. This way, this way, you actually achieve the goals that you want to achieve in the time frame that you expect to achieve them. It's just a little thing. Just keep it in mind all the time. The things that work for somebody else won't necessarily work for you. So you have to figure out what are the things that actually work for me? What are the things that will make me be accomplished and survive or do the things that I want to do, all right? 
But anyway, that's all I got for y'all this one. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this video or podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, eh, about. And by that time, you to share it with every single person that you know. But it's been your boy Kalechi. I'm going to catch y'all up for the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.